Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, NBs, to the We Are Wrestling Podcast. So, yeah. Uh, hello? Hello. Yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, he we're is, here. I am the Viral Viper. You are the what now? You're the Renegade Enigma. I'm the Viral Viper. Okay, well, I guess that's all right. All right. You can go ahead and say that. Sure. Put that away right. now. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll be the Renegade Enigma in the show, and you'll be the Viral Viper. So, okay, Viper, take it away. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you see, this is, this is what you wanted. This is what you wanted. You asked for it. That's why I get for fucking around. <laughs> exactly, see? That's what happened. But yeah, um, I guess, like, start off with a fucking quote-unquote big show. Not Paul White, but what, what the fuck is it? Bash in the Beach or Beach Blast or whatever the fuck. Beach is. Break. Beach Break, yeah. Let's start off with that, whatever, because I imagine you have a lot to say about this one. <laughs> So they just get out of, out of the way. <laughs> well, it started off with a ladder match between Sammy Guevara and uh, Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes. For, for the TNT Championship. Uh, you you go ahead. You you start off. You give your opinion on this match. Give your opinion on this legendary ladder match. Give your opinion. That's the thing right there. Like... I've been hearing one or the other. Like, it either mm-hmm. was a phenomenal match, the best letter match of all time, yada, yada, yada. You know the people who do that. And then others are like, oh, this match was horrible, whatever. I'm more in the mind of in between. It wasn't horrible, but for God's sake, it wasn't the best fucking letter match of all time. I could name two recently that were, like, better than that. One that was like what, like a week before, or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was GCW. They had what was it, a six-way ladder match or so? Yes, they did. Yeah, and that one, in my opinion, was way better. Months before that, MLW had a ladder match, whatever. So it's been done better. This wasn't that bad though. And lo and behold, like everybody would think, Cody Rhodes would have won that match, but. No, it was Sammy Guevara in the new Undisputed. And I'm wondering if he keep, he's keeping both belts, and it was for both belts. TNT champion, Sammy Guevara. I don't think he is. No? No. You think he's going to have like a brand new belt or just like one of those? No, just the one. Just oh. The one. What are your opinions of this match? Okay, I'm going to start it off with this. Two things can be correct at the same time. Yeah. So, that's the way I preface this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it to you like this, and I'm going to leave everything else on the cutting room floor. Okay. <laughs> he did a great spot that was, it was unique, and I'm not going to put the qualifier if you only watch television wrestling. It was, it was a match. 
Let me leave it at that. Like I said, two things can be correct at the same time. And yeah. I, do, I do not agree with the former. I agree more with the latter. But like I said, okay. two things can be correct at the same time. I'm not going to go into this. I'm going to leave it on a cutting room floor because you know what? I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. And I know somebody out there is like, I really want to hear your opinion on this match. And I'm just, like I said, I'm going to leave it on a cutting room floor. And that's it. No, you're absolutely right. Like, you know, it could be like two answers. It doesn't have to be one. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Um, what else happened? Oh, you would like me to take over now? Yeah, sir. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought so, you had a lot to say about that particular match, but I guess not. But go ahead. I, I do have a lot, but like I said, I'm going to leave it on the cutting room floor because I'm tired of, like, I'm tired of doing this thing every week. I'm tired of doing a thing every week. I'm tired of telling you you're not looking at something spectacular that has never been done before, something groundbreaking and game changing you're not doing that you're just watching it for the first time with your eyes on television I'm not going to go any further than that I'm going like I said I'm leaving the negativity for that on a cutting floor I don't really give a shit about what everybody thinks about it because you know what Everybody has opinion. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. Yes. But like I said, two things can be correct at the same time. So yeah. I'm just going to leave everything that I have to say on the cutting floor. That's it. Okay. And I'm just going to move on. I'm going to move on. Okay. We had the funniest thing happen. And it was funny for multiple reasons. Because it literally was AEW's way of kicking us right in the fucking dicks and saying, y'all thought it wasn't no beach in Cleveland. I was like, you know what? Fuck you, because they found a beach in Cleveland. Yeah. They found a beach. And it was like, okay, cool. Like, they found a beach. But the thing that fucked me up that made me fucking laugh about this was they had Tony Schiavone out there and regular clothes bundled up fucking just cold as shit. Then you had Ricky Starks in a fucking snowsuit just right there. Then you had Will Hobbs in a fucking fur coat, no shirt on, and overalls. And you're like, this man looks so fucking cool, but also, it's so fucking cold because you see snow on the ground. Everybody else is fucking shivering. He's like, nah. I'm just built differently. It's, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. He looks cool as hell. He looks cool as hell. I'm not even gonna lie. He looks cool as hell. But it's like, man, you ain't. Like, I don't care how much you pay me. I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> yeah. And so, Ricky Starks goes, he wants to face Jay Lethal for the TWA. I mean, FTW title, whatever. And Hobbs calls out Dante Martin. It's like, okay, cool. The funny thing about that is like earlier in the show, 
like not early on the show, but earlier on social media, like just randomly out of the fucking blue, Darius Martin tweets like a little like twenty second video clip, and they're like, "Fuck does that have to do?" And like that, like those two things ran together in my mind because it was like, "Wait, why would he do that? What made Darius tweet that?" And it's like, "Oh, Hobbs is." This challenge is brother. Maybe he might show up sometime soon. Like, okay, cool. That, that's a thing. Hopefully, because where the fuck is he at? <laughs> right. So then we had Wardlow show up and beat two guys' ass, beat the living fuck out of each other, powerbomb the fuck out of them. And I was like, he should powerbomb that dude into that dude. And he's <laughs> dead. <laughs> he's fucking dead. And everybody was cheering him. Yeah. Everybody was cheering him because he was in Cleveland, which is his hometown. And I was like, oh shit, that's actually fucking dope. And he came off he came off like a huge fucking star. He had people in the crowd wearing Wardlow shirts, Wardlow signs. It was a huge star. And it's like, yeah, that that turn is coming sooner than later. Yep. So then we had the six-man tag match with Jericho, LAX versus 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. LAX came out and was like, nah, fuck Jericho. Just pushed him to the side. Didn't even tag him the fuck in. But Jericho hit one of the 2.0 guys with the Judas effect. And LAX got the pin. And Jericho was like, see? You needed my help. And he's and they're like, dude, we don't give a fuck about you. Like, you're hurting our tag team championship thing. And like, we've been saying it for months. They just need to break up. And they look like they're closer to a breakup. I'm all right yeah. with that. I'm 100% all right with it. Like, they should never have been with him to the, since in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. They don't, like, I don't know how this is going to come across, but like, they don't fit that group. They, I never wanted them in that group to begin with, but yeah. they got there. People fell in love with them, and they just stuck. And I'm like, I don't even give a shit. Who cares? Yeah. So then, but here's a question before you move on, though, right? Mm-hmm. So one's gonna turn on the other and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Which one is gonna do it, and which one's gonna heal? Which one's the face? I know that's not a big thing in AEW, but you know. No, LAX is going to turn on Jericho. Like, it's not even going to be a turn. He's just, they're just going to split. Because, like, like I don't I don't see it being a full turn. I just see them just leaving, just like, we want nothing to do with you and the rest of this. And Eddie Kingston is going to come back, and you're going to have the Eddie and the Jericho thing. Eddie might manage LAX. You never know. But, like, it, it'll, it'll happen eventually. It'll be like a LAX callback. Uh, something like that. Something. You think they'll be able to use the LAX term? Probably not. They, they probably could, because, you know, well, I mean, not anymore, because Impact thing is over, but, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. Then we had Lance Archer and Hangman Page backstage promo thing, talking about they're going to have a Texas death match in Texas, Whenever they go to Texas, which is soon, and 
Then we had um, WWE callback because it was Christian, Matt Hardy, Christian with the the Lucha Express and Private Party was there. So that set up a match for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Private Party tag team title match. I'm just about to ask you for the titles. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's on rampage for the titles. So yeah, that's the thing. So then we had CM Punk come out. CM Punk comes out all dressed up, ready to fight. He's ready to call out MJF. He's saying all of this shit, trying to get MJF out. MJF comes out and cuts a promo. And MJF cuts this promo about how Punk left. And this was a city he left in, which was which was a fact that like nobody fucking knew about. And everybody just literally was like, wait, what? That happened? He was supposed to be here tonight that he left? Oh my God. And like, here's the thing, which I don't understand. Like, I understand like if I dig a little deeper, but I'm not trying to dig deeper because I don't really give too much of a fuck. But yeah. every time MJF mentions all of this stuff that Punk failed at in WWE, Punk gets really pissed off. I don't mean just like playing pissed off. He gets actually pissed off. And it's like, why? Like, I don't understand it. And I know some people be like, no, he's playing. The last two times MJF actually said something, Punk flubbed his lines and like almost went completely like, fuck shit. Because he caught himself twice. It's like, why are you getting upset? Like, why? Like, that was a bad time in your life. Like, you even said it like during the promo a little bit later. He was like, He's like, I left that place to get healthy. And it's like, dog, if you left that place, it was causing you harm and misery. Why does it trigger you every time he mentions it? Like, like what is like what's so angering about like your whole career that you're just mad about? Like, stop. Like, just stop getting mad. It's over. And it's real. Like, you can visibly see he gets upset. Yeah, and I don't understand like I don't understand it because it's like if something hurt me that bad and fucking physically like frustrated me and like was taking my health or like whatever was going on with him, if it was like that and somebody keeps poking at it, it's like I'm not gonna get mad. It's like I don't give a fuck. Fuck that place. But every time he does it, it's like you're talking about all my failures. I don't like my failures being brought up. It's like how do you overcome that? What's like what is like what is this? Like, that's something I never understood about him since he's been back. It's like, every time somebody pokes the WWE bear, it's like, it's like, why are you angry? Like, it, you're over that. You don't give a fuck. Why is that something that angers you? It's weird. No, like me, I wouldn't even get pissed off about it. I would actually laugh about it. Exactly. Like, and everybody else, like, if you poke that WWE bear, like, they'll laugh it off and just go past it. This guy gets angry and just, like, you're like, why? Just, like, you're in a better place. Like, there's no need to harp on the past. Like, even if somebody's just pressing that button. I don't know somebody out there is probably thinking, like, oh, what if you had an ex-girlfriend and, like, she was, like, your, the, your love of your life 
and you never got to have sex with her. And then you see all these other people having sex with her. And then somebody argues with you and is like, yo, I fucked her. You never got to fuck her. Do you get mad? Or do you just be like, I don't, I don't care. Like, this bitch brought me so much pain and, and like, she almost killed me. Why? Like, why do I care? Like, if you put it in any other context, even in wrestling, none of this shit fucking matters. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't. Like, I don't, I never got that. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's stupid. Like, why get mad? Like, it's nothing like, nothing you could say would make it make sense, you know? It's, it's never nothing that makes it make sense. And the funny thing about it is like, it literally like the people who watch it melt to the floor for some of this stuff without poking too much holes in the logic. And I know people go, it's wrestling, it's not supposed to be logical. If you turn to the other channel, there's a thousand people that poke logic and actual logic over there too. And it's like, so why can't you just poke logic everywhere where it's wrestling? If you're gonna poke logic, poke logic everywhere. Don't fucking just miss out and just go, no, I'm not gonna poke this. I'm gonna poke over here. Like, I don't understand. It just bothers me. Like, why is this a thing with Punk? Like, just fucking, why? We're gonna move on. We're moving on. Okay, we're moving on. Because MJF says next week is gonna be me and you in Chicago. And then the squared circle, they're not the squared circle, the pinnacle shows up and beats the fuck out of CM Punk. They make Wardlow power mama on a chair. And Wardlow didn't want to do it, but then he forced Wardlow to do it, and everybody's like mad. And then this is what this is what's funny, and I love how like half of the internet gets this fucking wrong MJF sits on CM Punk crosses his legs and he's like he's there and everybody just takes a picture of like oh my god this is so great this is so great and I immediately went to go tweet and all of my friends were already in my head and they're like you know, Kenta did this first Kenta, this is Kenta thing this is something Kenta does Kenta does this Kenta does this He's been doing this. Kenta has been doing this. And I just, like, I just tweeted with, like, MJF's a fan of Kenta. And it's, like, so many people have just, like, like I said, it's, oh, all I can see is on television, so I know nothing else other than television. That's that's how people, that's how people feel. Like, I've seen nothing but what's on my TV right now, so I know nothing else outside of these walls. And it bothers me. It bothers me. Just the fact I mean, I don't see it, like, I'm kind of like on that side where, like, it's not, like, it's not on my television, so I don't see it, but I know about it. You know, man? Like, you can see it on Twitter. If you're a wrestling fan, it's like that. You know Kenta did it first. Yeah, but it, like, it bothers me because like, when people say that, they're like, oh my God, I've never seen this. And it's like, why are you like this? Like, And like I said, it's probably just because we've never seen anything on TV. And this is like all we get to see. And that's what we judge everything off of. And it's like, okay, I try to give you guys a benefit of the doubt, but sometimes 
my wrestling bias is like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah. Also, moving on. We had Anthony Bowens challenge John Moxley. And it was really funny because, like, at first him saying he's challenging Moxley, you're like, oh, what the fuck? Who cares? Like, it's just you challenging Moxley. Then he reminds us that Moxley beat the living shit out of him because the other one made a rap while they were coming down for a tag team match. He got his ass beat. He didn't even say nothing out of his mouth. He got his ass beat for no fucking reason. So he's like, okay, all right, I'll give him that. Then after a match, one time Moxley got mad and just fucking beat him again. And it's like, Dude, he keeps getting his ass whooped for no reason. He should have this match. So, yeah, he challenged him to the match. I disagree. Why? I disagree 100%, right? Why? One, like you and I guess him says, for no reason, right? Mm -hmm. There's a reason. That reason reason is Max Caster. (laughs) He needs to whip Max Caster's ass. (laughs) That's true. Turn on that motherfucker's ass and whoop his ass. The match should not be hit like uh, um, Anthony Bowens versus uh, um, John Moxley. It should be Anthony Bowens versus Max Caster. Whoop that motherfucker's ass. Yes. So then we move on to something that's funny. And it's funny because so, like I said before, AEW is WWE like split the two halves and they did split something in two halves that like coincides with a storyline they had a backstage thing with Julia Hart walking around with the eye patch falling and shit walking into the men's locker room walking into the elevator like it was it was funny as hell it was funny as hell it was stuff that you like should show on television but they don't want to be WWE so they keep it on social media instead of on television like I've been saying before and She's backstage with Griff Garrison. Mark Sterling comes up and is like, yo, uh, Julia, we want to challenge you for the TBS title. And Griff's like, dude, I don't think you should do that. And she's like, no, I'm grown. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to sign. And she signs. It's like, dude, you can't see. And the funny part is, like, if you watch it closely, she takes the pen and starts writing in the air like she's like the pins is here she just starts writing and Mark just like just puts it right in front of her like no no you're gonna sign this cause she just starts writing she's like yeah I'm gonna sign this like he's like no here, here's a paper and she signs it like oh that's exactly funny I noticed that too she's gonna get fucked up in that match though yes she is so okay this is what's really funny this next match was really funny to me because I saw and heard from a different section of the wrestling sphere, which is like not a not so much of a different different wrestling sphere, but like the older male fans that um, the salting variety of male fans, the older salting variety of male fans immediately said this match was garbage it was so bad this is Layla Hirsch versus 
red velvet match was horrible i can't believe they even tried this match this match sucked i don't know why what's there and the older saltine male fans were just like really down on this match and said it was garbage now here's the funny part like i've been saying two things can be correct at the same time but that mm -hmm. wasn't one of the correct things because the fan base that i'm around was immediately like, oh my God, I didn't know Red Velvet was this good. Oh my God, Layla Hirsch is kind of awesome. This match kind of slapped. And I'm like, oh, so yeah, it's like, I'm not saying that there was spots in this match that was like kind of not good, but also there was parts in this match where you were like, oh, oh, okay, they can go. Yeah. And it was like the dichotomy of the two people just like, the two sets of wrestling fans going, oh, it was garbage. And the other set going, I actually enjoyed this. And it's like, huh. Like, I have words, but I'll just leave them on the cutting room floor. But it's like, huh. So, Layla Hirsch gets the win after she beats the shit out of, like, Red Velvet. And Chris Statlander comes down and does Renegade's favorite thing. She runs off Layla Hirsch and Layla Hirsch gets outside and Chris Statlander jumps outside after her and runs after her. It's like, okay, that's actually fun. Yo, is that only like an AEW thing? Because like that's been, what, twice that th that's happened and it's been an AEW thing? No, it's like, it's happened in other places. Okay. Like it's happened in other places. Like it happened in like New Japan. It happens in like other indie places. But a lot of people just like, once you do that, like the person will run. Sometimes like I've seen somebody actually run and get chased and then they jump over the railing and like run into the crowd where the other person doesn't run after them. But like, it's, it's happened before. It's not like that crazy of a deal. Okay. It's like, I'm, I'm used to like them staying in the ring. Yeah, no. That's like have been like a kind of American trope like lately. Yeah. yeah. So then we get the Kings of the Black Thrones challenging Pac and Pentagon. I really thought it would have been they would have challenged Pac and Phoenix, but you know, Phoenix is still out with an injury. He won't be back for yada 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 amount of time. But like yeah. They're gonna they're going to murder the Jurassic Express when they come. They're gonna murder them. Out of the three, wh which one make the best tag team with Pac? Like, is it Pac and um, Phoenix? Pac and Penta. Yeah. Pac and Penta. Yeah, I mean, not Penta. I mean, Phoenix. I meant to say Phoenix. Pac oh, and Phoenix. Okay. Pac and Phoenix. Yeah, Pac and Phoenix. That's it. So, we had Britt Baker. Britt Baker won all of these awards for Women Wrestler of the Year this person of this and like she won all of these awards from PWI and she was celebrating her awards and she was out there talking about how she's champion I was waiting for a challenger to show up and nobody showed up I'm definitely not going to say what I want to say about her winning those awards like I said leave it on the cutting room floor we're going to move on from that because that was yeah so we had <laughs> A funny-ass thing, because Vicky Guerrero comes out, and Nyla Rose comes out, 
And Nina Rose wants a match with somebody. I forgot who she asked for a match with. She asked for his match. And she came out and said something. And I lied to you not. Excalibur goes, nobody asked. And I was like, oh my God, this is fucked up. <laughs> but I forgot who the fuck she asked for a match with. But she wanted somebody. And Excalibur goes, nobody asked. Cause it was so fucking random. I was like, "Why did that happen?" Like, I didn't I understand it. So then we had the main event of Beach Break. It was Orange Cassidy versus Steve Dorsey, baby. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I know. So they had this match. They had this. Crazy ass man. It wasn't that crazy. It was kind of tame. It was kind of tame. The match went all over. Like Steve Dorsey tried to beat the shit out of Orange Cassidy. And it got to the point where they went in the back. They threw Orange Cassidy over the, the table back there when Jerry Lynn and Tony Khan were back there. It was a lot of stuff. Steve Dorsey tried to break Orange Cassidy's hand, cut his hand up really bad. Everybody came out and everybody stopped everybody from getting in. It was a lot of shit. Then the ending. The ending, Steve Dorsey climbs up on the walkway and is about to do the Panamera Sunrise. And Orange Cassidy moves. He's missing. He's like, wait, where the fuck did he go? Orange climbs up next to him. Hugs him. I'm like, wait, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's like, Orange. It's really funny how this happened because, like, it looked like Orange was going to take Steve Dorsey down with, like, this hug fall. You're like, oh shit. As he's falling, it turns into a beach break. I'm like, what the fuck? How did that happen? Oh shit, because his move's called the beach break. I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah. And. He just pin like he pins him one, two, three. So technically, there's a technicality, and I want everybody to go with me. Just go with me on this. Go with me. Technically, Steve Dorsey lost in a no sanctioned match, which means it doesn't go on Steve Dorsey's record. So Steve Dorsey is still technically undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah, that makes sense. Steve Dorsey never lost. Because I forget the fucking first, like, Rosa. Mm-hmm. Who won that? Because I know it was a big tie dog that, like, whoever won, like, it didn't count. Thunder Rosa won. Thunder Rosa yeah. won. She won, and it doesn't count. Yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah, that didn't count. This doesn't count either. So yeah. not at all. Aha, that's great. Yeah. So yeah, that was beach break. That's how it ended with a beach break. They <laughs> broke the beach. That we didn't know existed. Yeah. Funny note. Funny note. Uh 
like I was saying that Gargano might show up. There were other people saying Gargano might show up. Even last week, I said, don't be surprised because they were in Cleveland if Gargano shows up. That's the thing that I actually forgot was timing. I forgot timing because the baby is supposed to be born in the beginning of February. Me forgetting what time is because January has been such a long and short month that I didn't realize that, oh shit, we're right at baby pop time. Like, he's not going to show up at a wrestling company and the baby pops out right away. Oh my God, that's not true because look at what happened with Kyle Roddy because his wife just had a baby and he just showed up three weeks ago. But Johnny is more like he really wants to be home and see baby born. So that's a thing. Depends on the person. Like, yeah, he wants to be at home. Yeah, and also, like, I feel like, yeah, he might want to go there. And what if he doesn't want to go there? Like, I've, like, because a couple of things he said kind of seems like, yeah, I'm not set in stone with making my AEW debut because it was something they said about how he wasn't quite sure on if he made up his mind what to do and where to go. And like, I know people are like, yeah, and I know people are like, well, he can't go back to WWE. They fired him. That's not true. His, his contract expired. He never was done with WWE. So you don't know what can happen. And I'm not saying he's going back to WWE. I'm more thinking he's going to AEW. But as of right now, it's wait until baby's born, and then we'll see what happens. But that's until baby's born. For all we know, he probably wind up in fucking like Impact or GCW or something. Like something random. Yeah, probably. So... On to Monday Night Raw. And we started off with the weigh-in. Bob Lash comes out with just his tracksuit on so he could take it off so he could get weighed. Then Brock Lesnar comes out with regular clothes on and walks in the ring, looks at Corey Graves, and Corey Graves says, that's what you're wearing to the weigh-in? Brock looks at him and goes, what do you want me to get naked, Corey? <laughs> like, the wings are supposed to be you with less clothes as possible. So, because he, he had a fucking cowboy head on. Yeah. The surprising thing to me was, like, there was no physical violence between either one of them. And, like, it was over in, like, five minutes. It was like, what the fuck? How? Like, it's over so quickly? Like, nothing behind it, and it's over? It's like, what the fuck? Like, how did that happen? Like, that was... Is that the contract yet? Because probably something stipulated in the contract that normally happens. Uh, probably, but, like, they didn't show the contract signing, so it was like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, then we had Bianca Belair versus Zelina Vega. Or Queen Zelina Vega for no reason other than just to set up them going to the fucking 
Royal Rumble. N- nothing much there. Of course, Bianca beat Zelina. Wasn't too much to it. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. We had Kevin Owens talking to Scott, saying, yo, me versus Damian Priest, U.S. title match coming up soon. So Damian Priest comes to the ring. They get ready for the match. And, like, at this point, I'm like, it's definitely Damian's going to beat Kevin, right? Damian's definitely beating Kevin. Well, that's not true because Kevin won by disqualification. And I'm getting really sick of this Damian inside thing. Dude, this got to stop. It's so stupid now. It's like, now he just loses his cool and beats the shit out of somebody. It's going to go to a match where if you get mad and beat up the person, you're going to lose your title. That's what's going to happen. Of course. Like, you can see that shit a mile away. And it's so fucking dumb, dude. Like, do better. Also, he wasn't this before, so, like, I I don't get it. Like, if he was like this in the beginning, it would make more sense. Yeah, and it's like they changed up his gimmick for what? And it's like this is one of those dumb WWE things. Like, yeah, who cares? So then Sonya Deville says, yo, we're gonna punish you somehow. I'm like, I know exactly how this is going. And it's gonna probably be next week after the Rumble, but whatever. Who cares? So then we get a six-woman tag match. Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Dana Brooks, Nikki Ash versus Nikki Ash, Carmella, and Tamina. And Rhea and them get the win, but of course Nikki attacks Rhea afterwards. It's like, what? Why? She's a superhero. She does super things. No, she's an anti-hero. That's what she is. (laughs) Basically. Yeah, this is, like, so fucking... Like, it's so weird that she's just, like, a bad guy now. It it doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't. So, then we had the Alpha Academy spelling bee test. And it was like, okay, well, this is gonna be entertaining. Otis gets a word. Otis spells the word. Matt Riddle spells his word. Then they put Chad Gable up there and immediately it goes back four years. It goes back immediately four years after that. Soon as Chad gets up there, it goes back four years when me and Renegade saw the storyline and said, why is Chad Gable not Kurt Angle's illegitimate son instead of Jason Jordan? He's way better. And everybody was like, no, 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 we're going to do the Jason Jordan one. Chad Gable got up there and sounded exactly like Kurt Angle with all of the tropes. He looked exactly like a young Kurt Angle would have looked doing something like this. And it's like, dude, he, like, was he always this good? Was he always this good on the bike? Like, what the fuck? I mean, he came up. With the fucking already willing and gable thing, that was kind of catchy after a while. So you know, like he he had 
he has it, I think. Yeah, he does, but like, like I've always knew like he could be that good of a wrestler because like he's like he's one of the best wrestlers here in WWE. It's like, yo, you have charisma, you have all of that. It's like, yo, like, what the fuck? But yeah, he needs to leave. <laughs> no, I no. After seeing him here, it's like. I would want him to stay, and like especially if Kurt Angle shows up in a rumble and then meets his son, like that would be great. But like, you know, what if they continue that and like say like someone tampered with the DNA and it was his? That would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. So after the match, I mean, after that we have a match between Chad Gable and Randy, which was fucking awesome. And then they just like, okay, next week we're gonna do a scooter triathlon. Okay, why? Like, why is this continuing? I don't know. It's scooter triathlon. Okay, that's. Uh... How do you feel about more WWE stuff? Oh, this is breaking that scooter. First of all. <laughs> Oh, that'd be fucking hilarious. I see Randy tripping. That would be also funny. Yeah, like, it's it's gonna have, like, it's entertaining things, but none of this is fucking, like, necessary, you know? Exactly. Like, you're, you're gonna get a chuckle out of it, but it's like, that's all you're gonna get. Like, it's gonna be, you're gonna forget about it like five minutes later. Right. So, we had Alexa, and she's all black, and she's doing her confessions, telling the doctor about all of the nasty things that she has done, all of the bad things, all of the deep, dark secrets just spilling out of her. And he's just sitting there, and they have to cut immediately because... You know, it was too long of a scene, and it had to cut. And you had to pay nine ninety nine to see the rest of it. Nine ninety nine. So then we have Vince McMahon with Austin Theory, and he's telling Austin Theory, "You have to beat AJ Styles." He's like, "All right, whatever." We see a Veer is still coming, the Edge Champion of the World, Veer. <laughs> it still hasn't came yet. Hey, like I can almost guarantee he's gonna be the word rumor at this point. Yeah, nah, he probably is. He probably is. So then we get AJ versus Austin Theory. Austin Theory he loses. Okay, so we had this conversation when it happened. Dude. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Who like I don't get with Vince sees and Austin Theory. Yeah, he kind of you know he has the look because like I was gonna say he's kind of attractive, but like nah. Like he he has the look Vince is looking for. He has the muscular stature. He can wrestle every now and then, but like holy fuck, I don't see anything entertaining in him. Nah, I. 
he's the type of dude you have to put with a squad. Like, so he needs a squad with him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's funny as shit with the way. And like, I think if that if the group would have continued, he would have done good with um, Seth Rollins' group. But it's never had a name. Am I right? No, he never had a name. Yeah, like, he needs a squad. Like, he, he can't do for himself. Like, so, I, like, I'll put him, equate him to a Sammy Guevara. A Sammy Guevara mm-hmm. is a dude that can wrestle, but, like, has nothing else going for him. Like, he has nothing else going for him. At all. Yeah, like, when this whole, like, LAX and Jericho thing go down, he needs to stay with Jericho. Because... I don't see him surviving on his own. No, he's gonna survive because like people love his matches, and like mm-hmm. that's the only thing that he's over for. Cause like when he talks, he doesn't talk. This like will either get you into, oh my god, I hate him, or oh my god, I love him. He talks, and like it's like the weirdest nasally monotone that you're like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to feel. And then, like his emotions, he doesn't emote well. It's like you don't know if you're supposed to be angry or happy. We don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. Like I'm gonna kick your ass. Like what? Who cares? Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> like nothing you're saying is making me entertaining. Going, you know, I want more of this. And he's just like, oh well, this guy could wrestle. That's why I care. And it's like that's it. That's the same thing with Austin Theory. It's like. Who the fuck cares? But in like awesome case, he can barely wrestle. Yeah. Also, who the fuck cares? <laughs> so then we get a dual drop versus uh, Becky Lynch in a backstage promo, and as we're watching the promo, Renegade goes, "Why doesn't?" Do a drop, just do a Samoa Joe from years ago. And I'm like, ha ha ha, that would be great that she did that. And all of a sudden, do a drop just gets up and she runs off. And you're like, oh god, she's done the job thing. And it happened. How do you feel about that? Good, but at the same time, upset. Because, like, when Joe did it, you saw the whole, like, thing. Like, he ran, like, across the fucking, like, hall and all that. You, you seen that. Like, she got the fucking Becky, like, in a matter of seconds? <laughs> because we were, like, right next to each other. So that's why I did that. Like, well, that's not the end. So then we get to the back and we get to the Mysterios. And they're asking Ray and his son. They saying, Dominic, what do you think about last week? And Dominic says... You know what? It happens. And Ray says, well, at least you won't throw me out when it comes time to throw me out. Tommy laughs and says, <laughs> like, dumb? Wait, you're going to throw me out? Dumb? Dumb? Dumb! I don't know why I just did a medical solid. I don't know. Don't, don't ask. Don't ask. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why. So then we had a match. I don't know why the fuck we had a match. Like, Royal Rumble's coming up, but who the f- 
fuck put this match together? It's the Street Profits versus the Mysterios. It's like, why? Like, they don't even have beef with each other. Like, to my knowledge. Exactly. So why was this match there? Royal Rumble, I think, I guess. <laughs> Dude, like, okay. So what happened later should be, like, a thing. Like, uh, once again, Montez Ford has proven why him and Dante Martin should have a blood feud for the rest of their lives. <laughs> yeah. Because Montez Ford did a Superman jump over the top rope. And it was like, okay, like, that is insane. And then the Mysterios won. Then everybody started throwing each other out. The Dirty Dogs showed up out of nowhere and threw everybody out. And then they threw them out. And it was like, okay, what the fuck? Who cares? So... For a minute there, I, d- I didn't recognize Dolph. That's funny because, like, there was a backstage thing. Here's how fucking crazy WWE is. There was a okay. backstage thing that, like, nobody seen unless you were on social media. Backstage thing. The Dirty Dogs. They're there. And all of a sudden, LA Knight comes up. And Dolph says something disrespectful to LA Knight and calls him a kid. And then right behind him, Roderick Strong walks by Dolph. And he's like, what are you looking at? And it's like, why even tease this if none of this is like going to show up on the television show? Yeah, yeah, that was like so stupid. So, like, well, isn't Roderick a heel and like they night a face? Um, I actually think they're both faces, and we're gonna get into why they're both faces in a minute. But I think they're both faces. So then we had Seth Rollins, who Seth Rollins, like not in this interview, but he's he was talking about how like they blah blah blah, yada yada yada, whatever, whatever. Like he was he was so like he was so cool about the whole him and Roman beef. And like he said he's gonna beat Roman because he knows he can beat Roman. So that spins off into the sports illustrated issue where they interviewed Seth and it was like why did you say Moxie's name? And Seth was like, he helped create this. Like, he's like, he's he's our brother. Why would we not give him the like respect? Like, we're not just gonna erase his history. He's like, we're gonna talk about him. And it's like, hmm. he actually like admitted it into the Sports Illustrated thing. And then it got followed up by Roman's comments saying the same thing. It was like, no, like Moxie is our brother and we're going to talk about him. He exists. He was there from the beginning. And they asked the question of both of them. Why did you call him Mox instead of Dean Ambrose? And they said, because his name is Mox. And that's why we called him that. Like, ah. Family. Familia. Speaking of family, we get... The fucking Ms. Marie's birthday party. They have all of these things. And then they have a big box and everybody's like, Edge and Beth are in the box. They're in the box. Ms. goes, what's in the box? Maurice goes, I didn't bring the box. Did you bring the box? I didn't bring the box. They bust open the box and 
it's the brick from last week all speckled up in diamonds. Huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's fun. The funny part is you both said like there's gonna be a box, but like it, it wasn't gonna be Edge or, or Beth. Yeah. Again, of course, you know, this is war because Beth and Edge come out and beat up all of the security and the Tate twins, which if you don't know who they are, the boys, Dalton Castle's boys, got beat to shit. I'm sorry, boys. I know you guys listen, but they got beat to living shit by Edge and Beth. And okay. This pissed me off. This is the part that pissed me off because stupid internet people. So, also, this is, this is another thing that pissed me off. Everybody did a bunch of spears, which is Edge and Beth. They did the heart attack. Totally missed it because cameramen, fuck, fucking idiots, have no idea how to do camera work. Yep. And then they did the 3D. They did the 3D, and somebody goes, oh my god, that means because they're trying to bring Bully Ray back. Ancelotti did the 3D. They show him that he can come back. They've been doing that since day one, and if you have been watching the fucking Usos, the Usos did it like four times. It's so, it's so incinerating that these people are so idiotic. Fucking That's their new move. They actually went the extra mile, renamed it the D1. So, yes. And like Edge and Beth were doing it because they just was like, you're a tactic. And like, it wasn't nothing behind it. Like, oh, it's because Billy Ray's coming back to WWE because he said some bad things about AEW. And it's like, like, are you fucking, like, are you that idiotic? Are you that stuck inside of your little stupid ass wrestling bubble that you can't think of anything else other than anything? You guys are idiots. That's all. It's like seriously, like at this point, I don't think no one wants Bully Ray right now. Could be wrong, but I don't think so. I, I definitely don't think that no one wants Bully Ray. So yeah, yeah. So then we had NXT, and it started off with a cold open because it started off with MSK talking about the trophy, and they were right there in the entrance with the trophy talking loud about how they're going to win the trophy and then their music hits and they come to the ring and they're facing jacket time <sighs> it was a good match not even going to lie it was a good match because Kushida could go and so can Jiro MSK definitely can go and it's like it's a really good match. But still, Jackie Brown. <sighs> I'm definitely leaving all my thoughts on them in the kind of one floor. That's, uh, yeah. So MSK did win. They moved on. And we had Zoe Starks trying to make friends with Io Shirai. And Tiffany Stratton comes up and she says something I don't want to be friends with either of you. You guys both suck. <laughs> I'm going to tell daddy that you suck. And EO says, I'll fix you later. 
Okay. All right. Whatever. Like so, <laughs> me neither. So then we get back to the ring, and we see the best dressed man in WWE, Santos Escobar, with Leogado del Antasma. Come down to the ring. And they're basically just coming down to the ring just to tell everybody what's going on. We cut to the back and we see Trick and Mellow bring out Ali J. And at that immediate moment, at that immediate moment once she stepped out, the whole entire internet forgot what the hell was on television and all went to NXT and said, huh? That's all they said. It was fine. Like I don't think they could. Their brains could not comprehend anything else other than, huh? That was it. I think I actually said that to you. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody else said a word. So we get back in the ring, and Santos is calling out Braun Breaker. Braun comes out, and they're talking, and Santos acknowledges. That Bron's daddy and his uncle are in the business, and that he's a second generation star too. So they set up the title match for New Year's Evil. Raul and other guy get beat up. I forgot his name. Don't judge me. They got beat up by Bron and got sent packing. Like, okay, cool. He's the We're second gonna best get one out of that crew now. <laughs> True. True. Yes. So then we get Solo Sokoa. He had on his paint and he looked like Umaga. This was so funny how the stupid internet goes. You're not Umaga. Not even cool. I'm like, that's his fucking nephew, you dipshits. That is so stupid. He he had, like him, oh no, definitely with that paint. He definitely looked just like him. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a total ripoff. Like that DNA is just like you could just mix and match whose kids they are. Like, God right. damn, dude. Like if you didn't know better, you would swear that's Omaga's son. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't know, that's actually Rakishi's son. But yeah. Yep. And they had a false count anywhere anything goes match. It was a match. I'm not going to say it was like a good match. It was a match. The coolest spot was the splash from the top rope to the outside through a table. And Solo Sokoa won. Which means he's moving on to something eventually? Probably? I would put him like North American title picture. Yes. Because we actually get a little clearer shot of that picture a little bit later on in the night. So, then we get Imperium talking about how they have won the ring and my mother named me Walter after my uncle, but me naming myself Gunter is because I want to change and be new. And it's like, okay, whatever, who cares? Moving on. <laughs> Moving on! So, Wait, he said his mother named him Walter? Yes, because his actual yeah, name is Lucky Walter. I remember they were no, Walter. After his uncle, though, that that's 
don't was... don't even dig into it because like soon as like soon as he said my mother named me after my uncle i've said this before his actual name is a nazi name yeah. your mother named you that i don't want to dig anything into this because <laughs> it's so funny how like everybody just skipped over that and was angry at the gunther thing and i'm like y'all didn't hear that part where he said my mother named me after my uncle that guy that we all can Google easily, the Nazi, might be his actual uncle. So I'm just like, all right, you know what? I'm just, just going to leave it alone. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm going to leave it alone. Like, y'all are such idiots that just, like, jump on the dumbest little shit and want to just nitpick about the dumbest shit with actual, like, a literally softball was thrown your way. You just turn off away and just go, ah. It's like... Doc, like you hit the craziest shit out of the park to make like the worst takes, and it's like the actual bad take is right there, and you're just like, nah, like what are you doing? Like this just tells the hypocrisy of you idiots is like an actual fact that you can just go and just go dig into and be like, this is a thing. Look at it. You can literally dig it, just throw it right into everybody's face. The one before that is just like, meh. This one is like, meh, I didn't see anything. How did you miss that? Oh my God, the internet is idiots. You think that's his actual uncle? No. Dude, like, I'm not gonna lie. All hmm? of the facts are kind of lined up because that dude was from where Walter lives. And like, he said uncle. Now, mind you, he said uncle. That doesn't mean that it was his direct right there uncle. It could have been his great uncle that his mom admired. Like, dude, it could have been anything. Like, it literally lines up. The dude, the fucking Walter dude, the Nazi, is from the same part of Germany that Walter is from. It lines up perfectly in a dead strange way that you're, like, if you really dug and looked You'll be like, uh, yeah, but nobody looked because we went to the, oh, let's Google Guffer Dark. But it's it's like right there. It's like right there. Like, I'm not trying to start trouble, but it's right there. Like, what kind of an Like, this just proves how idiotic the internet is. It's like they literally, WWE didn't even realize they threw you a softball. And you just decide to let it go by you. And it's like, strike. You're not going to swing at that? It's right there. Nah, fuck it. We're just, we're going to fake outrage of something else that we had no idea about. The <laughs> thing that's actual proving that could be there, if we dug a little deeper, nah, fuck it. We're just, we're going to, we're going to fake outrage about something else. But <laughs> moving on, moving on. Moving on. We had Duke Hudson come out and Duke Hudson beat some dude in like 20 seconds. And then all of a sudden, Dante Chin shows up. And I'll leave that on the cutting room floor. But Dante Chin and Duke Hudson have a fight. Duke Hudson takes out Dante Chin's leg. The one that he injured and had him out for six months or whatever. But I'm like, okay, well, that's a thing. Be out for another six months now. I hope not. He just came back. So, 
we had a six-woman tag match with Toxic Dick Straction versus Persia Parado, Indy Hartwell, and Kaylee I really wish that Indy and Persia would have a tag team name. Yeah. Yeah, they need a, need a fucking name. Like, what the fuck? Yep. Like, I'm well, not going to... They're going to break up soon, so... I yeah. Because she's going to fall in love with um Indy's boyfriend, husband, or whatever it is. And that's yeah. how they're going to break up. Yep. I'm not going to say anything bad about this match. This match was... match was a match. It happened. And it ended when Kaylee Ray chased off Manderos and Persia and Indy picked up the win. Did they pick up the win? Yes. Yes, they picked up the win against Gigi and JC. So they're, they're in line for a tag team title shot. So Remember that because like um, the ending like mm-hmm. Indy like showed uh, a Persia her ring and like she kissed it I found that kind of weird but now after you said like she'll probably go after De- Dexter mm-hmm. it makes kind of sense now yes and, okay I'm gonna say this and like I'm like I'm saying this I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go too far leave, leave this into the cutting room floor but I'm just gonna leave it at this you guys thirst over redacted but blank and blank are a gazillion times better than redacted. So yeah, and I know you're like, wait, is this redacted that you're not supposed to talk about? No, this is redacted because I don't like. I'm not gonna get too deep into this situation, and I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna mm-hmm. move on. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Yes, sir. Okay. So we get a. Legado del Fantasmo thing in the back. And it's really funny because, like, if you didn't pay attention to anything that that Braun Breaker had said previous and, like, which you kind of, like, glaze over, you wouldn't understand what was about to happen in this promo. Because Michaela was asking Legado, what are you going to do about Braun Breaker? Blah, 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 blah. And they're talking, and it comes to Santos and Santos is like, hmm. Bron says he's the first to leave. I'm the first to get here and the last to leave. I guess we might stay around a while. And like, if you didn't pay attention, Bron Breaker said that he's first one there, last one to leave because he was saying basically how cool he is and like he's the wrestler, wrestler. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's the thing. So. That's the thing. So then we get Egypt Shinofe, Malik Blade doing their doing their thing, talking about how cool they are. And Idris falls right into the trap and goes right for redacted, but then he fixes it by saying, you know, blank and blank are also good. And I was like, Yeah, see, you get it, but like leave redacted out of this. Well, he, he kind of like gave the uh, the other guy um, redacted, and then he kept redacted and redacted. So. Yeah, I'm 
I'm, I'm glad that, that he understood the error of his ways and fixed it. Good for him. Good man. It totally reminded of like me uh, of us. That's something mm-hmm. one of us would do to the other. <laughs> yes. That is actually true. So then we had my favorite part because this opened up a lot of eyes, including minds, to like something that I already knew, but like proven to a bigger fact. So we got Raquel Gonzalez in the back and she's working out and Cora J comes up to her and is like, listen, I want to be your tag team partner because I want to win these tag titles. And like Raquel is not, she's not going for it. So Cora like has this whole spill about how she's going to like be her partner. And she's like, listen, I can lift this weight. And she goes to lift the weight and she like realizes she can't lift it. But she like puts it up like, all right, listen, but still, it's like, dude, like, <laughs> like it was so funny and like if you look at her she has so much emotion and range in her face and it's like dude she has it like she's a star power not just because she's a friend of the show it's like she has something that's like oh she has something like she has fucking something she's gonna be great it's that emotion like that a lot of people lack nowadays Yes, and she has it. It's like, damn, like, like that was fucking perfect. So they wound up the top of my head that be on TV like constantly don't have it. I'm not gonna name them. You probably know who I'm talking about, but yeah, they have no emotion. This one needs to be on TV more. (laughs) Yes, yes. So. Cora actually challenges Raquel to a match next week. And if they win, well, if Cora wins, they're going to be a tag team, which I think Cora is going to win. So then we get a match between the grizzled young Vince and Chase U, which is Andre Chase. And his tag partner Brody, what is it, Brody James? No, it's um Brody Haywood. Brody Haywood, not Brody. I don't know if it's Brody. And Brody Haywood is so fucking over. Like everybody loved this guy so hard. Like they were cheering for him the whole time. Everybody was going off. And he fucking gets pinned by the Grizzly Gun Vets. But everybody wanted Brody to do something. And he lost. It's like, oh shit. What do you know? You must get killed by some bald guy and like you get over. Yes, but then you get Bland Wagner coming in with his new manager, Robert Stone. And it's like, okay, well. We get Grayson Waller and his new insurance policy I forgot his name but it's Veer's original partner he said fuck the wait and I'm back before you oh man that's some shit <laughs> mm-hmm. then we get in a not so bad match Tiffany Stratton versus Io Shirai and it was amazing because, like, I thought Tiffany Stratton would, like, be, like, totally bad. But this was, like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, she's all right. Mm-hmm. 
So, okay. We had the Cree brothers and Roger Strong cut a promo challenging Walker and Imperium. And I love Roger Strong to death. He's a friend of the show. I love him to death, but man, he lacks some emotion sometimes. Like I sometimes. I want to like like correct you on that. Like you said, this was a promo. This was two separate promos. Because Cree Brothers like had a pretty nice promo. Mm-hmm. Fucking Roderick, and he's been at this for years. You would think he would know how to pull up a, a fucking promo by now. He can't yeah. do it for some reason. Yeah, he was. He, he was. Uh, yeah. So then we had an Ali J promo. I mean, not promo, a concert. And it was very funny that we had this concert because we had this concert and like everybody something to pick up fluids because everybody exploded from this. And I'm like, huh, that's a thing. And she like she honestly was the most searched woman <laughs> in twenty four hours. Like everybody, they were finding pictures of like shit from her Instagram from like three years ago. And it's like, dog, what are y'all doing? Like Jesus Christ! I'm like Jesus Christ. Redacted. <laughs> yeah. So. Then we get Tiffany Stratton in the back. She's calling Daddy. I swear to God, Daddy should be Vince McMahon. I don't care. Daddy should be Vince McMahon. And yeah, but wouldn't it be like better if it was Triple H? No, I wanted to be. I wanted to be Vince. No Triple H. Triple H has nothing to do with nothing. I don't want him near this show. Fuck no. You <laughs> care. So Wendy Chu interrupts her because like she's woke and she said something. I forget what she says, but it was fucking hilarious. You woke me up. I think she did say that. Yeah, I don't know if she actually said that, but it makes sense. So then we had Cameron Grimes versus Tony D'Angelo, the winner, takes on Melo for the championship. And we're having a match, the match is going. All of a sudden, matches coming to the close. Tony D'Angelo is outside. Wham! He gets his hand whacked by none of it and Pete Dunn. And Tony falls back in the ring, gets stomped. Cameron Grimes is your winner. Yeehaw! For some so, odd reason, I uh, fucking went to say Pete Dunn was going to go to the main roster and this was done with. Oh, well, yeah, it's not done now. Get it? Not done now. No, I think I got you. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes. But yeah, that, that... That's a, a thing. So, then we get the last part. Ron Breaker's leaving. He gets rolled up on by Legado del Fantasma. And... 
then his partner shows up, which is somebody else we thought was going to the main roster. Champa. Yeah. Is I the only one weirded out about that? Oh, I was. I was definitely weirded out by that. Because you had a theory that whole night that actually made sense that it's going to be, I believe his name is, because he's a new kid, you know, I don't follow new kids like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zion Quinn? Yes, Zion Quinn. Yeah. And that that would have made so much sense. Right? Yeah. But they, they changed Champa, which I guess makes sense because there's some history there, but, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a thing. So, um, any news? Any news? Uh, no, no news. On my side, anything in yours? Um, Jesus, uh, some news, some news, and uh, other stuff. But like, let's do this. Let's do this thing. Okay. Oh shit! I totally forgot that Danhausen showed up in AEW. How did I forget that? No, you it was such it. a. No, I didn't. I didn't mention it at all because oh. it was like such. It was such a small thing that I totally forgot Danhausen showed up, and it just fucking hit me. I was like, oh shit. So okay. So there are news, but we're gonna start with like a little bit of the Royal Rumble, which we're gonna do in half. We're gonna do in half. We're gonna do a pick for half now and then the next part we're going to do the other half of the pick so we're going to pick three matches now and then we're going to pick three matches later and we're going to give a small bit of news and then we're going to move on so one who do you think is going to win between Beth Phoenix and Edge and Miz and Maurice uh, I don't know if I think it's going to be Miz and Maurice because last time they teamed up they lost so they need a win yeah, I was thinking that too. So, that seems right. Okay. Yeah. Becky Lynch and Dewdrop, who do you think is going to win? Becky. Like, no contest. Same. Same. And who do you think is going to win the Women's Royal Rumble? That one is fucking difficult as shit. Like, just because I can't really think like that, I'm gonna go with Bianca. Like I would have said, probably Sasha, but apparently Sasha's not gonna be in it. She's injured or something. So. Yes. Uh, Bianca. As far as for me, Ronda Rousey. Okay. I've been hearing like she may or may not be in it. I didn't want to like mention it. Yes, Ronda but, Rousey yeah. is definitely in it, and she's going probably win it. If she doesn't, then it's gonna be Bianca, but I don't see why Bianca will win, so I'm going with more of yes. Gotcha. So Brock Lesnar is gonna be in Saudi Arabia. If not to defend his title, hopefully, probably, prayerfully, to face Roman, and we can move on from this Roman and Brock thing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Now, last bit of news. Last bit of news that we're going to cover before we get out of here. Remember, there will be another podcast on Saturday and also one on Sunday because we will be covering the Royal Rumble. 
Yeah. Okay, so a couple months back, probably, probably about three or four months back, we had this whole huge conversation about WWE. And it was like this big conversation and everybody was like, oh, well, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. I said to you, out of my mouth, on this podcast, I said to you, out of my mouth, on a podcast, I don't want to open my mouth and say the next words that are coming out of my mouth when it comes to this thing. And you said, what do you mean? I said, I can't say, and I don't want to say, because I know soon as I say it, something will happen. I said that, and I tried to keep it as quiet as possible. I tried to tease it, and I didn't want to let too much of what I, quote-unquote, knew out. So I just like, "Mm, mm." And I also said I didn't want it to be true because I didn't know how that would work. We ended the podcast. We ended the podcast. It was over. We finished. Went out for recording. I talked to Renegade off the podcast and I said, listen, this thing. And Renegade said to me, if that thing did happen, how do you think that thing would handle? And I said, it would be handled X, Y, and Z. And I know people are like, what are you beating around the bush to? I'm beating around the bush to something that I literally said and I didn't want to say that is now out there and it's it's the first part of many parts. That's all I can say. It's the first part of many parts because how the fuck did you guess this? Disney working with WWE. How the fuck did you guess that? Yeah, and now it's now it's a thing and it's going, oh, they're only going to be doing the WWE network in Indonesia through Disney Plus services. And it's like you really think that that is the full extent to what's going on. You don't know. This has just changed the game in a completely different and a completely different sphere. And earlier this week, there was some quote-unquote rumors that, oh, somebody came to WWE and wanted to buy them, and they said no. Because those people who were trying to buy were not the people that WWE were working on. Now, here's the thing. And I know everybody's like, okay, what are you talking about? This is huge news. Because Disney has entered the chat, you have now three potential buyers. One bigger than the other. It's like each one of them are throwing money at you. This is going to be an extremely insane bidding war. Disney, Fox, and Peacock all have stakes in WWE right now. And if you're telling me that there's no way in hell that you can say, oh, AEW is this. You have three of three huge, three huge people 
into this company, throwing money at this company. This is insane. I'm not saying who they're going with because I don't know everything for sure, but the numbers are going to be up. It's going to be up and it's going to be stuck. That's all I can say about that. I have nothing else to say. I have nothing else to say. It's it's a winning venture for them, whoever they pick. I have nothing else to say about that. I am not going any further into this, but I'm just saying it's going to shock you. Just I have nothing else to say. And I'm leaving it at that. I'm leaving it at that. That's how that's how we're ending the show. We'll be back, but th- that's how I'm ending it. <laughs>